0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bikes. So I had a good question come in about an A-race. And if you want, there's a video that I talk about the difference between preparing for an A-race or if you're if you're a newer uh, cyclist or a newer bike racer, you might be training to be at your best for a lot of different events as you're trying to get upgrade points. There's definitely some nuances there, or maybe they're not even nuances, big cha- differences, Remember that for an A race, an A race is something that you know about months in advance. And you're focusing solely on one big race. This is really more for, I don't want to say more advanced. Um, You could be a cat for with an A race. But I think you would be better off focusing on being pretty darn good at a lot of races. Because you're trying to get upgrade points. You, You need an A race is when you're going for something like prestigious that means a ton for you. Um, I have an A-race that is like Gravel Worlds, or an A-race for me would be Masters Nationals. Um, I don't even really look at Nationals this year. Amateur Nationals is an A-race because to put all my eggs in a basket on a race that, that it's not super long this year, it's super flat. Um, yeah, it could be crazy windy. Anything could happen, but it doesn't make sense for me to overload to go into this race with Huge hopes of winning when um, I need something with I do better, I don't need, but I do better with uh, something with rolling terrain, etc. So those are the differences. And the reason I want to post this is a newer athlete that's getting into racing had said, Hey, I signed up for race A, and I'm just going to use that as a name. And it's in a couple weeks. I noticed though, there's also a big crit series the weekend before that race. If I made race A, in a race would that mess with me being ready for it by doing these crits so it's a great question um my reply to him though is he's just a bit green to have a quote-unquote a race that really involves a big overload and training through other races or or big training weekends that we'd be doing for the preparation is about eight weeks in total so in a race again is really for somebody targeting one big race that they know about well in advance um his since he's new, number one, the overloading can be too much. Like part of, and I'll, I'll talk about this when I talk about how I rode too much earlier this year. Part of finding out how much training you can take on is pushing the envelope. And sometimes you push a little bit too much, and you're like, okay, I found found the limit. When you're new, though, there's not much sense in finding that limit if you're making normal fitness gains because you don't need to overload for anything because you're not focusing on one a race i hope i'm saying this so that it's coming across and making sense you're trying to get fit for a bunch of races so that you can go race well get uh you know race skills and learn the dance of bike racing and hopefully some upgrade points here and there but you're not focusing on just one event so in a race, and check out the video on YouTube. Uh, you could type into Google like "peaking versus series evoke bike," and uh, the I think the second video that shows up is called "peaking for an A race versus training for an entire race series." So that can be too much the overload, um, and then he's he's making gains. So that's so much more important for him as a cat four than focusing on trying to focus on one event. So no, he could definitely do both. And I just wanted to explain why to him as opposed to just saying, no, you're good to go. Because this this questionable, quote unquote, a race is in two weeks. There's no way to overload. So what would that eight weeks look like, right? Let's say the race is at the end of week eight. And so um, eight weeks out, you're doing a massive week. You're doing extra hours during the week. Let's say you usually train... um, I'm going to use myself as an example. Let's say you usually train 18 to 20 hours. That week, you're probably doing like 25 to 26. So right off the bat, you can see that bigger load could really crack somebody. It could make them not do well. And part of figuring out what works best for you is doing this sometime. Um, You could do that. And then the next week, you could do like, so week seven, you're doing 23 hours. And then week Uh, six you're doing 22 hours and someone might be like wait a minute you're not progressing you're doing less this works for me like coming off fresh doing a big week I'm less likely to fall apart in week three and you're still doing 22 hours of training whereas if I go and do a progression of like 22 23 26 when I'm already fatigued and then adding on that third week of 26 hours uh that that could not be great it might just be too much and I might just be burying myself the fourth week I'm going to take a rest week um so that'll be eight seven six so that's week five and then this is you really got to get personalized you got week four three and two going into the race um or you could even say it's seven weeks I mean this is just even trying to talk through this shows you how personalized this would be I would say I'm gonna take that back I would do it in seven weeks Week 7 would be the biggest week. Week 6 would be that 23-hour week. Week 5 is a 22-hour week. Week 4 is a rest week, so like 12 hours. Week 3, I'm going to go big again. I'm going to go like 25 hours. And we could talk about the composition of these weeks, but it really depends on the race. It really depends on how I think I might win this race. Um, When I was training for Fort McClellan, that big one-day race a few years ago where I came in the top 10 behind Greg Henderson i was doing a ton of vo2 max stuff not a ton i was doing two a week i'd say but it was really specific plus or minus five minutes because that was the big climb um and physically yeah you're doing that to physically train your physiology to climb at that super hard effort and i did them a little bit longer and a little bit shorter just based on how people rode the climb But also mentally, just being able to bury yourself for five minutes is mentally hard. And I was doing, you had to do the climb, I think, seven times, six times. So I was doing like five by fives or six by fives in training. Uh, If I thought it was going to be more of a gravel race, maybe I would have a day in there where I'm doing a long ride and then some like threshold stuff at the end or over-unders at the end. Other riders, if you listen to the podcast series, they like to do a lot of 30-30s. That for me, I've never liked them. I don't seem to get a ton out of them. I don't do them nearly ever. Um, So that would be what I said. That was week three is big. And then week two is probably, you know, I don't do a huge taper, but it's probably 15 to 20 hours, a lot based on how I feel. And then the week of racing, it's a hard ride on Tuesday, it's uh, endurance Wednesday. And then I'm actually fiddling with this if I do openers on Thursday and take a day off Friday and go to the race. Uh, I used to do that. Then I kind of got back into doing openers. Um, I made a comment to Tom the other week before the race down in Brooks. I felt much better the day I did openers than on the race day. So I might I might skip that. I might mess around with that at Johnson City um, this weekend. I'm going to do the road race. I don't even know if I'm going to stay around for the crit because I'm actually staying in my new house. Woo! over the weekend and i'm an hour from where i'm gonna be and i've got lala so anyways so that's really you know an a race is i don't want to make newer cyclists feel like they're left out of an a race i just don't think it's as wise to have an a race like when i was upgrading and went going from five to three in my first season and then i went three to one in the second season we weren't overly focused on one race um, the biggest race for me was in April. So a lot of the training was getting ready for that race. And then you are super and it was great because you come out in the spring swinging and then you're fit, you're ready to race. And then it's a lot of race and recover. Like so much of your training is done way before the big races. So... That's why I have athletes at a huge aerobic foundation all winter. Um, you know, I made that podcast about a really experienced cyclist who came on board this past winter. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing like some 4 by 10 threshold stuff. I'm like, dude, you because you're going to get ready to rip in spring and the and then you're racing. Like he does Tuesday night races and just weekend races. That's two super hard sessions. Like there's not much time to train around that. So hopefully that explains you know why more people need to be training to be good overall for longer as opposed to one race and if you're a cat four go race a lot and get experience and then have one focused training session that focuses on you it doesn't leave you a ton of time for group rides you got to pick and choose don't be going and i i would highly recommend most athletes steering away from too much anaerobic work it's gonna Push your threshold down, and that's the last thing a lot of people need. So 10 minutes or less. Hopefully that helps you out. Have a great Saturday.